0: Thank you, Jesus. God, you're so good. You're so good. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you. Thank you that we get to be a part of an amazing family. Oh, it's so fun being here Sundays. I just thank that we could be open. We may be limited, but I'm thankful that we've been open. man. Lord, just reminded me of how many places in the world that you right now cannot meet even like this. We're not worried about soldiers coming in. Whew, faithfulness, Brian. That's dead-on word. It just uh, this morning, even I was just talking to Donna, my wife, and I was just I just kept thinking of that is faithfulness. And the cool thing about God's faithfulness is that He's He is faithful. Like He, He isn't just the word faithful. He is faithful. Like we don't we actually. You want your definition of faithfulness? God. It's his. He is faithful all the time. So we just declare that, Lord, we just thank you. Lord, I just thank you for another incredible morning in B.C. Lord, I just thank you, Jesus, that you're here, Lord. I thank you for the gathering of the saints, Lord God, that we get to worship you in spirit and in truth this morning, Lord God. And I pray, Holy Spirit, you just come even in a fresh way, even now again. And Lord God, I pray, Lord God, that your anointing would just come. Lord, I pray right now that we would just, right now, take a moment and just remember heaven. We're seated in heavenly places. Lord, we ask for an awareness to come. For everyone watching right now, for everyone in our satellite campus right now, Lord, we just say, Lord, we want to be aware of heaven, aware of your presence. Lord, we've experienced your presence in worship today. Lord, we don't need to, that doesn't need to end. It can just increase as we become more aware, more aware. I love love that word that we are, it's like a subclimate. We don't have to be controlled or manipulated by what's going on out there. We get to be in that climate of heaven. When she said that, I just heard right away, that's heaven. It's it's a perspective. It's a choice that you've chosen to say, I'm not going to be caught up down there. From the beginning of COVID, I've talked to people about that. I've just, I had that picture. It's like either you can soar or you can be in it. And if you choose to be above it, and I know a lot of us, I've been there. You accidentally soar down a little bit. Then you have to get yourself back up there and get that perspective. But God is doing something, and I'm totally on board with that word. We love that word. Because God is in the business of getting us more and more set free. I love that. That song we we're just singing. I am who you say I am. Isn't it that easy? And then the next line is, crown me with confidence. Because when you start knowing who, I, who he says you are, that's when you get confidence. If you're in a situation, I'll tell you, I've lear- this is something I do. It's like, oh, man, I don't feel it right now. And, I, and as soon as I stop and actually, okay, and let him speak again. Tell you who you, you're your son. He speaks, you're a son, Kevin. I've given you the keys. I've given you this. All of a sudden, I can stir myself up. because but it's not because of me it's cause of the authority that Jesus has given me It's interesting uh, I'm still revelating a little bit during prayer downstairs I just I also the Lord just brought me and it was, I realized I was like outside the garden you know Genesis the garden and I saw those the angels stand there in guard And I walked up I just felt to walk up and they and I said I'm coming in And they went, they looked at me and said yep because you know you can. He's done everything, everybody. He's done it. So many of us are hanging outside of the garden because we don't realize that he's already paid the price. Yeah. It was, it's so interesting for me. I, I know this isn't technically the, the word, but it's, it is the word because you'll find it in the word that he paid the price and we have full access to everything, right? But for me, when I saw that, it was so interesting because I knew that the, the connection with the, the angelic was like, you get to come in because you know you can. We, we won't stop you. We're actually here to protect you as you're inside the garden. But it's your choice to realize that you can't do anything else to, except choose not to go in the garden. You get to choose. Every person living today has that choice. And all it takes is accepting Jesus' gift and saying, I'm going to come follow you. And you know what's so cool? He was sharing me downstairs. He goes, and I still trust you guys. I'm like, what? Both trees are still in that garden, he told me. Both trees. We get to eat of the tree of life. Come on. God is so good, so faithful. Let's start here. Acts 4.13. Very simple word here. We need to spend more time with Jesus. Isn't it that? I am getting so rocked lately. Just keep my Lord, keep singing. I'm like, Lord, give me something else. He's like, no, 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 no. Get back. Keep focusing on simple. Simple because the gospel was simple and it's supposed to stay simple. Acts 4.13 says this. The council members were astonished as they witnessed the bold courage of Peter and John, especially when they discovered that they were just ordinary men who had never had religious training, Then they began to understand the effect Jesus had on them simply by spending time with him. That last sentence is very powerful. Then they began to what? Understand the effect Jesus had on them simply by spending time with them. When you when somebody meets you, do they realize you've been hanging out with Jesus? Do they feel the difference? These guys saw it. These guys—they well, weren't educated. They didn't have all the teaching. But there's something about somebody that spends time in the presence of God that changes a person from the inside out, and people start feeling it. You can't get heaven on you unless you spend time in His presence. We can—I get it. We can move in gifting or you can move in the presence with your gift. You know what the difference is? One, you, can, you, you were born with. God gave you a gift. It's amazing, it's a gift, you can function in it. It was interesting, this week, I was talking to somebody about a story, uh, I'll leave names out, but there's a, a minister, and he was asked to meet with a, a, a couple in their church. This couple was extremely prophetic, extremely, like read your mail up and down, visitations, all this stuff. And so the son was having major trouble. He was a teenager. And so this minister sat down with him because they asked him, can you help him? He's just messing around, doing all this stuff. Um, and so he sits down. And so this, this minister looks at him and goes, okay. And the guy's kind of going back and forth with him. He goes, okay, so I'm going to prove to this guy. So this minister reads him up and down. Like what I mean read is mail. Just tells him things he shouldn't know, all this stuff. And the, guy, the kid looks at him and goes, hmm. Looks at the minister and says, told him everything. And the minister's like, what? What are you? And he's like, well, I don't understand. He's like, he goes, whatever. It's just, it's just, it's just whatever. The kid was never taught, this minister got to walk through this, was never taught that he needed intimacy. He had the gift, he inherited the gift freely. But he never learned to actually spend time with Jesus, so he didn't have the character of Jesus. He didn't, he just functioned in words of knowledge. It's amazing. We wish Some of us wish we had some of the gifts this kid had. But it's different when it comes from a source from heaven. It's where there's been a big move. Bethel really pushed. It's like, call the gold out of people. That's simply saying, what is God doing in their life? Not what the devil's been doing in their life. We don't need to know our sin. We already know that. Obvious. It's the shame you're walking in. But when we see the gold, oh, it's amazing. You've got to spend time with Jesus simple truths here. To make it through these days, what we're going through, we got we to get back to some simple stuff here. We simply do not need to worry about tomorrow. Matthew 6 34. Lord said, told me, He's like, remind them. I'm like, Lord, they all know this stuff. He says, No, we need to be reminded. I think it's in Romans 15 somewhere. Paul says, He tells them how amazing the, Rome, the, the church is, and then he goes, But I boldly need to remind you of this. We sometimes just need to be reminded. Matthew 6, 34 says, Refuse to worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Come on. Yes, we should have all learned that in Bible in Sunday school. But we need to still live it. I need to remember it. We don't need to... I'll be honest, I just like being real. I don't need to wait for the elections to change in November 4th or 3rd to see my destiny come forward. I don't need to worry about that. That's tomorrow. That's the ways. What's he doing today? What's he asking you of today? Are you in his presence today? Who's been there before? There's seasons that you just try to make it through. It's just, i just got to make it through today. Just and then you look back and go, what? I don't even remember what happened. It was just like a waste of time. We're not supposed to live just trying to make it. We're supposed to thrive every day. We're supposed to see God move in our lives every day. There's so much information coming at us these days. What are we listening to? What are we looking at? I just brought up earlier, (laughs) come on, I'm preaching at myself here. It's interesting, a little while, uh, even as this even again earlier this week, I I, I like to be really, uh, just my personality, I like, okay, Lord, what's going on? I feel off right now. And he's like, Kevin, what are you eating? I'm like, what? What am I eating? Well, no, no, spiritually, what are you eating? What are you feeding on? What are you taking in right now? Guess what? I was concentrating too much on Fox News. Or whatever news. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to get political or anything, but I, I started getting into that. It's interesting. I'll just be really. I have this, uh, actually, it's a family member that just came out. They, they admitted. this. this they, they told their spouse, which told me, if you're watching, I'm in trouble now, but um, they said, I love Kevin when he comes as Kevin Fire. I don't like Kevin when he comes all political. <laughs> that hit me. I'm like, whoa. And it's not that I come, when, I, when, I, when he was talking, when they were actually talking about this, I know the situations. And it's not me going, rah, It's just me, oh, I want to make sure people know the truth. I need you to know the truth. I need to know the truth. But this person said, I just love it when he encourages and brings faith and talks about what God's doing. Do you guys know God is doing amazing things? If you don't know who Sean Foyt is, go on Facebook and type in Sean Foyt and just start watching some of the videos. This guy is going across America and holding worship services outside, and then the police sometimes come, and so they say, oh, you can't do this, so they just host a Holy Ghost protest and have worship down the street, and people are getting saved, delivered, baptized, You guys, this thing's still happening. This thing's happening here. Who was? We had just we had an incredible night on Wednesday night. Winsome, our school started, guys. It's not too late. Come and join in. We are expecting God to move through us, and at Winsome, we're just trying to be in a place to even to even just bring us to a whole other level. Why not? He wants us to grow. What you focus on will affect your peace. Come on. Philippians 4, 8 to 9. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real, honorable, admirable, beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising Him always. Follow the example of all that we have imparted to you, and the God of peace will be with you in all things. So if we don't have peace... What do we need to do? Shift our mind back to him. I've said it over and over again. It's simple. It's just Jesus. He is the answer. It's this answer. There is no other answer. It is Jesus. Relationship with Jesus. Romans 12.2 says, Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. I love that because what did you just talk about we're a sub culture we're bringing the different culture you don't need to we don't even need to fight that battle just bring like i just shared being really real it's not what i was bringing up wasn't truth and good stuff they just rather hear what god's doing right we need to bring life where we come you're an ambassador of heaven But be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. Total reformation. Come on. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a life, a beautiful life. Who wants to live a beautiful life? I love the passion translation. Satisfying and perfect in his eyes. In his eyes. At the end of the day, are you living a life that is satisfying in the eyes of the Lord? You want to live a life of excitement and fun? Get into that place. It's like we've talked about into that perfect will. It's like Brent talks about, it's, it's not about that we don't have free will, it's when you give up your will to the Lord, because you rather have what he wants. And the coolest thing is when you, when you ask, you say, God, I want to give you everything. He, he, he's such a good father, he's such a good God, Then he says, well, what do you want? I want to co-labor with you. I want you to have a beautiful life. You guys, he's fun, yeah. he's exciting. Second yeah. mm. Corinthians ten five. We can demolish every deceptive fantasy that opposes God and break through every arrogant attitude that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of God. Come on, we can demolish every deceptive fantasy. Everyone. Not just some, everyone that opposes God. Do you know what that even looks like in the practicals? When you walk in the room, you are—if you're in the kingdom and you're in His presence—the enemy has to flee. Do you guys realize that there's darkness is just the absence of light? So if there's darkness there and you and you're full of light and you come, the light, boom! What's in the room? Light. And the next thing, things just happen. Oh, yeah. We capture like prisoners of war every thought and insist that it bow in obedience to the anointed one. We need to live a lifestyle like that. We need to be catching what we're thinking, catching these thoughts. we got to start. But the only way you're going to know that is if you meditate on this word. Unless you know what the word tells you about you. Like I said at the beginning when the Lord showed me this morning, it's, you're already, the garden's ready for you. You're not an orphan. Heidi Baker tells us, shares about, do you guys know Heidi Baker is an amazing woman of God and she has all these orphanages and stuff in Africa. And what she shares is, is when she has these kids, and if you know about Heidi Baker, every kid, she'll adopt whatever it takes. But she has her home there in Mozambique. And when a kid does not ask, but just goes into her fridge and gets something, she goes, now they know. Because they're family. An orphan, an orphan doesn't know if they can have or whatever, when they realize that this is their family, they're free access. That's how God looks at it for us. We don't, we don't need to ask, hey God, do you really want to heal this person today? He already said he paid the price, guys. He bore, he bore the pain. He got beat up. It's interesting. We fight. We all do. We fight with these thoughts. Ah! And and the Lord just has been showing me in the last week and so He said, "Kevin, I paid for that thought. I paid so the enemy can't take you on there. I paid so he can't grab you. So tell him to get lost. Those aren't those aren't you. He paid for it. You guys, He took it. It wasn't some easy thing. We were talking the other day with some of the young adults. It's like we need to go watch the Passion again. Just be reminded." Of how real it is. So often as believers, people like me that's grown up in the church. I don't have a backslidden story. So sometimes I just can't remember what he really did for me. Because he did just as much for me as he did for anyone that backslidden. Because we all deserved what? Death. but now we have eternal life because of what he did for us. But we have to meditate on that. We have to know him. John six forty seven to 58. This is when things are going really well for Jesus in the sense of what we think. Their meetings were growing. The gatherings were getting bigger. And he says, and it's about, he says, eat and drink my body, right? You know that? I speak to you living truth. Unite your heart to me and believe and you will experience eternal life. I am what? The true bread of life. What are we eating today? Your ancestors ate manna in the desert and died. You guys all know we talk about manna. We don't want yesterday's manna. You guys know the story. It's when the Israelites were going through the desert. Jesus fed them. God fed them with manna. But if you ate, if you try to hold it the next day, it would rot. We're not. Li- it, it was a foreshadow. At our, it was showing as, as believers, we're not supposed to live holding on to old stuff. We're supposed to eat fresh every day with the Lord. Come on. We got to be real with ourselves. Are you living off of yesterday's encounters? Are you living for today's? It's okay to grab. You guys, there's history with God. That's amazing. I'm not putting that down. I want to make that very clear. But he wants you to take that and go from glory to glory. Your ancestors ate manna in the desert and died. But standing here before you is the true bread that comes out of heaven. And when you eat this bread, you will never die. You know what he's saying? Come on, when you eat of him, that's eternal life. I alone am in this living bread that has come to you from heaven. Eat this bread and you will live forever. The living bread I give you is my body, which will, I will offer as a sacrifice that all may live. That's all. Come on. Lord, I pray, Lord God, just to, I just feel this. Just, I want to declare. I know I'm excited because winsome. we're going to be doing evangelism, but we need the church to rise up and share. Come on. We, we have the bread of life to hand out. Whew. These words of Jesus sparked an angry outburst among the Jews. They protested, saying, does this man expect us to eat his body? Jesus replied to them, listen to this eternal truth. Unless you eat the body of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will not have eternal life. Eternal life comes to the one who eats my body and drinks my blood, and I will raise them up in the last days. For my body is real food for your spirit, and my blood is real drink. Come on. Again, he is What we need, we need to spend time with Him. That's the only way you're going to eat of Him. Come on, eat of Him. You need this and the Spirit. The Spirit brings this to life. If the Bible's dried to you, spend some time and ask the Holy Spirit to come first. Or don't just try to read through a chapter. These are little pointers. Just, just go and read. Open up John 17 and start asking what it means. Stop and ask. Let him have time to respond. Come on, relationship is two ways. You have to actually expect God wants to speak to you, which means you have to first find out who you are in him. Because when you find out who you are, when you find son or daughter, you realize he actually wants to be with you. He actually is so excited to be with you. And the cool thing is, no matter what you did or did last night or whenever you did, he already paid for it, and all he wants you to say is, he wants you to step into the truth that the blood covers you. Lord, forgive me what I've done. And then boom, there you go. His presence is there. It's actually interesting because his presence shows up no matter what because he, he did pay the price. We're talking about this this week. It's interesting. There's there's been this controversy in in theology for years and years and years about, oh, you should be praying for a non-believer. You can't pray for a non-believer or get them healed because they haven't been set free and all this stuff. But the problem is people are getting set free all the time. And the biggest problem was that throws that theology out is because Jesus, until he died and rose again, no one was born again yet, which what happens He prayed for people that weren't saved. What did happen? They got healed. Sometimes we need to demonstrate God and show His kingdom, and people then open their eyes to see Him because they just don't know there's a loving God. You don't have to get them all set free first. It's amazing. God's really good at that. I love it. I love, I promote, I love Todd White. That guy, he just goes out and does it. And he breaks those rules all the time. It doesn't matter if you want prayer or not. He prays and then they get healed and then they have questions. Come on. Where am I? Oh boy, maybe 53. Uh, Jesus replied, and listen to this eternal truth. Unless you eat the body of the Son of Man and drink it to the one who eats my body and drinks my blood, and I will raise up in the last days. For my body is real food for your spirit. Come on, we need to eat it. And my blood is real drink. I love that word, real. The one who eats my body and drinks my blood lives in me and I live in him. Come on. The Father of life sent me and he is my life. In the same way the one who feeds upon me, I will become his life. I'm not like the bread of your ancestors Aiden, oh, I read this word, and later died. I am the living bread that comes from heaven. Eat this bread, and you will live forever. I'm going to throw this in here just for the young adults. A bit. If you don't know, the young adults have a new name. They're called Revival. No, they're Revival. Yes, Revival. Because they, they, they are choosing to say, I am Revival. It's a choice, you guys. We're not waiting for Revival. Be Revival. What I just read there is the easiest key to Revival. Eat and drink of Jesus eat and drink of him, you're being revived. What you feed yourself changes your body. We all know that, right? Mm. Oh, I like this. Um, John 6, 9. Why are they among so many? So let's just pick this picture here. Got the disciples of Jesus, all these people are following them. They say over 5,000 people there, probably 5,000 men and plus women and children. They need food. What if in this hour, in this COVID world right now, what if God's not asking you to go and do the multiplication? What if you're the one that has the fish and the loaves right now? What if your breakthrough in your life is being held back because you're looking and you see so much out there that needs help, so much, but you just look and say, oh, all I have is a couple of fish, a couple of pieces of bread. I'm not going to offer that up. I want to eat another day. I'm challenging you here. What if it's you? What if you're the one that has to go, uh, in your nervousness? Uh, I actually have a, some food. This sounds stupid, but I have just a couple things. We don't know what happened, but think of that kid. Yeah. Think of that kid. I can tell you, I bet you we're going to get to meet him or something's going to be said about him in heaven. Because I doubt it that the disciples ran around and said, oh, he has something. Let's just steal it from him. No, he offered it up. Some of us need to just be in a place to lay down what we think we're so much and we're protected and what we think we have stored up for ourselves. Because when you do, you get to see the miraculous come. I have no idea. It doesn't say in the word, but I wonder if they got, maybe he went home with the 12 baskets. Or many baskets it was. Come on. Because you have to choose. It's a choice every day. You either get to look from the perspective of the world and say, well, this is all I have. This will feed me. I know there's all this need out here, but wait a minute. I have a, I serve a supernatural God. I have a God, a breakthrough. You know, God never has ever used the words, I can't. He doesn't have an I can't. He lives in what if. Yeah. What if my people pray? What if my people step out? What if I go forth? What if they get that courage? What if they realize that they are filled with the kingdom of heaven? What if they realized that just like the disciples, they could be known as people that changed the world upside down? Because they realized, I am revival. That's not a, a, a pride thing. That is a choice. That's what the Bible says. You are revival. Because what does revival do? It revives. Wherever you go, you can bring revival. Mm. I love it. Thank you, Jesus. We can't say Well, I don't have this, I don't have that. I don't have money, I don't have this. I can't do what God wants me to do. We all know this story, and I'm going to normally talk about it because of the miracle. But I felt the Lord said, bring it up in the sense of the simpleness of it. Acts 3, 1 to 10. One afternoon, Peter and John went to the temple for three o'clock prayer. And as they came to the entrance called the Beautiful Gate, they were captured by the sight of a man crippled from birth, being carried and placed at the entrance to the temple. He was often brought there to beg for money from those going to worship. When he noticed Peter and John going into the temple, he begged them for money. But Peter and John, looking straight into his eyes of the crippled man, I love that because they're, not, they're confident. Look at us, they said. He, expecting a gift, he readily gave them his attention. And then Peter said, I don't have any money, but I will give you this. By the power of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. That's what you have. That's what you carry, you guys. I can tell you right now, that guy didn't need, money wasn't his number one. If he would have realized that he had an opportunity between money and healing, I, could, I, I hope he would have picked healing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Let's just remind about another message. Some of us need to not get comfortable with our, our need because we're more into the money. I think it was actually the video that Winsome's watching this week during the thing. I think it's in there. Is about the fact that that's the, that's the money Judas took to betray Jesus, signifies those who would rather get money than receive what God has for them. They'll sell it out, that betrayal. That's just a good, that's what we're learning in stuff like that. Good stuff in Winsome, eh? That's pretty deep. I shouldn't have gone there because it's too deep. I should be breaking it up, but I'm not going to because we got to move on. Got to come to Winsome. For real. We're not... Just, you know, We're not pushing it because we want to, no, we want numbers, we want numbers. No, because we believe that it will change this region and then go forth. Jesus didn't just have come to the earth just to raise disciples just because, ah, eh, let's see what happens. He was really raised disciples and put stuff into them so that they could bring the kingdom of heaven and multiply. And we're called to multiply, aren't we? The Great Commission. Come on. Peter held out his hand, right hand to the crippled man, and he pulled the man to his feet. Suddenly power surged into his crippled feet and ankles. The man jumped up, stood there for a moment, stunned, and then began to walk around. And as he went to the temple courts with Peter and John, he leaped for joy and shouted praises to God. It's interesting what we look here. So, verse 6, this throws me a bit because he goes, by the power of the name of Jesus Christ and stand up and walk. That's not when he got healed. Peter had to do something. He had to do the faith. Words are great. Walking out's a different story. He then had to stretch his hand out and say, come. That's where it says, then, it says, Peter held out his right hand to be the crippled man. As he pulled the man to his feet, suddenly, power surged into his crippled feet and ankles. There's some keys there. Let's not make a formula because God can heal any way he wants. But it's something about you just see in Scripture. It, God asks man to do something. He's like, it'd be too easy if we just been okay. Jesus, yeah, do that. Oh, oh it happened. Good. It can't happen that way. Do you notice it sometimes happens more to the new believer? But as we mature, He expects us to actually walk in faith, stepping out, believing, because we no longer just are learning to know our Father. We know our Father. We know He wants to heal. We know He wants to bless. He, we know He wants to give an encouraging word and you find out it's not you. You just get to be a conduit of releasing encouragement, exhortation, and comfort. Mm. When all the people saw him jumping up and down and heard him glorifying God, they realized it was the crippled beggar that had passed by him in front of the beautiful gate. Astonishment swept over the crowd for they were amazed over what had happened to him. I love that because that just sparked something, right? It made a ruckus. God just got glory. Okay. I have too much, so I'm just going to skip into some stuff here. Because I feel I just want to do some encouraging. I won't get into the whole teachings. I, these are some of the things the Lord spoke this week. Right now, even in this season, we got to see and expect God to move supernaturally. I'll give you the reference if you want to write it down. I'm not going to read it all. It's um, Exodus 17, 1-7. If you're not feeling right now that you're filled with passion, if you're not feeling that that this is a season of excitement but you feel more like a desert, go read Exodus 17. Then go find a rock that God tells you to speak to or hit, whatever one, because water can come forth a rock. It's incredible. They're in the desert. They need something to drink. And God's like, okay. Hit the rock. Speak to the rock. I forget which one this is. Hit the rock, or speak to the rock, and what came forth? Water in the middle of a desert. You guys. Oh, I brought up Heidi Baker earlier. It, oh, she'll bring the. She drives people crazy because she travels everywhere, and she's like, I live in a desert because my deserts. I just bring the presence. I bring the water, and it becomes a valley of lusciousness. Isn't that a good perspective? We have a choice. I understand. Usually our desert seasons end when you realize you can bring the water. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He wants you to be nourished. And you know what's so cool is then he'll be like, oh yeah, Kevin, what did you learn when you were in that desert? And you know what my biggest learning usually is? I should have listened sooner. I should have stopped sooner. Hmm. Oh, that's good, right here. Some people need to stop just to hear. Psalms 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted to the earth. In the Passion, it says, Surrender your anxiety. Be silent and stop your striving. and You will see that I am God. It's interesting, though, because we, we hear that, Be still and know. But they're like, It doesn't work. I just sat there, and I didn't feel much better. But' doesn't always, being still doesn't mean always just the natural, just being still. Personally for me, in the last seasons, one of the best places for me to go, you can ask my wife, "Go to the gym. I just get the glory just comes, I get focused and I just go on Jesus. Some other people do other things. Find your place to be still and know. Find your place that you can lock into him and get, get the word, the freshness. And every other seasons, it all change, but we need to learn. They get into that place. So there can be chaos and everything, but when you come in that place, you're you're there ready and know that he is God. Not some political leader, not some other things. He is God. But only the most exciting things for me during the season is if you watch what God's doing, there is things we love pushing and we believe because, probably because the church has been a little upside, we love talking about free will. I love talking about that. But God is still sovereign. He can still do whatever he wants to do. And if you watch and listen to the right places and go find out, he is doing something sovereignly in the world right now that will blow your mind. He's, he's making way. You guys, he is not worried. He's not. He's not worried about tomorrow. He has anticipation that you're going to change tomorrow. Whew. Oh, man. Um, Esther 4.14 I love this. It's interesting. A lot of us, we love it in the charismatic, Pentecostal charismatic prayer. We're always like, for such a time as this. Next me, for such a time as this. And That's not bad. We love praying that. I don't want to nail it too hard. But it's interesting if you actually study what's being said here. It says, for if you remain completely silent at this time, this is Mordecai talking to Esther, relief and deliverance will arise from the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. This is what we need to read. Yet, who knows? This is so key, the part we miss. I'll I'll, I'll go back to say, whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. We get stuck on such a time as this, but if you actually study this, it says, yet, who knows? Whether. You know what is actually being said here to Esther? It's such a time, but unless you choose to step into it, unless you choose with your free will to make a difference, then it's such a time. But she could have not gone. God is asking you. He's asking us daily, is it such a time? I've set it up for such a time. That's a great prayer because it's true. It's such a time as this. But it has to be you and me and us choosing to step into it. We can give these words like Stacy gave and say it's a new season and it's incredible. But if we don't believe it and choose to change our mindsets, then nothing's going to change, guys. If you study the prophetic and a word's like that, when a word is, you guys, we need to realize this more and more. If you, a prophetic word, in the spirit, what happens is that grace is released to do what needs to be done, what you couldn't do before. If you study grace, you don't have to do anything for it. It gives it to you. You just have to step into it and receive it. But you have to choose for such a time as this, guys. For such a time as this Sunday, I think it's, what, September 20th. Are you choosing to say, I choose, I'm going to go and make a difference. I'm going to go before the king because I was brought and I'm set up. I know today is the hour. I was put in a place that I don't understand where I am today, but I do know it's for something to bring glory to God. Come on. Come on. For such a time. Woo! Yet who knows. It's exciting, eh? Yet who knows. Yet who knows what you're going to do, gonna do today, Right? Who knows? It could be such a time for you. We got to start doing that. We used to talk about it a lot. We called it the what ifs. What if today the supernatural miracles started breaking? What if today we were just caught up in the heaven? What if today just thousands of people just started showing up like the old revivals? But you have to start having that mindset. What if? What if it's such a time that I'm stepping into what I've been called to do? Oh, come on. Whew. Okay, i got to wind down real fast here, so we're going to move. I'm going to end here then. Matthew 4, 18 and 22, I'll give you the verses. We know the story. What did Jesus do? He went and got his disciples. And he met Peter. Well, the first one, it, I'll just read this here. As we were walking by the shore of Lake Galilee, Jesus noticed two fishermen who were brothers. One were nicknamed Kepha, later called Peter, and the other one was Andrew, his brother. Watching as they were casting their nets into the water, Jesus called out to them and said, Come and follow me, and I will transform you into men who catch people for God. Who wants to be transformed? You've got to follow them first. Uh, Immediately they dropped their nets and left everything behind to follow Jesus. Leaving there, Jesus found three other men sitting in a boat, mending their nets. Donna, can you get the keys? Two were brothers, Jacob and John, and they were with their father Zebedee. Jesus called Jacob and John to the side and said to them, come and follow me. And at once they left their boat and their father and began to follow Jesus. Isn't it interesting that If you just start reading, especially the gospel, it's all about following him. Just follow him. You want to be transformed, follow him. You want to be transformed, spend time with him. You want breakthrough, spend time with Jesus. What does that look like? Find out on your own. Because if I tell you how I go find Jesus and spend time with Jesus, I'm just making a formula. That's not relationship. Anyone that's married here knows that if I... Everyone wants relationship differently. Some of you just need to learn to have fun and play with Jesus. He wants you to come, follow me. But this is what I want to, you can stand if you guys want. We're going to end right here. I'm going to ask you guys a question here. In this season, in what's been going on, have you allowed yourself to be discouraged? What are you eating from? Have you, are you spending the time you need with Jesus? Jesus. I felt the Lord said to ask you, are you going back fishing? John 21, 3 says, Peter told them, I'm going fishing. And they all replied, we'll go with you. So they went out and fished through the night, but caught nothing. It's interesting. So Jesus had passed away. They didn't know what was going on. They ran into a weird COVID season. They ran into... Not knowing what's going on and they said let's go fishing because that's what i remember it's interesting if you study that they go fishing but can't catch any fish until what jesus shows up and he reminds them who they are and what they were called to and never again do you find those disciples going fishing anymore I never find them in the book of Acts. And the coolest thing, he didn't go there and ream them out. He just said, hey, you want to see me again? I'm here. Once they got to hang of with Jesus, they realized once again who they were. And I say that over us today, Lord. I pray, God, that many of us just need another encounter with you. And that's just a simple. When I say encounter, let's keep it simple. We just need to spend time with you again. Lord, I pray right now that if anyone has gone fishing again, Lord God, that there would be a turning today that would choose to say, no, I'm not waiting for something else to happen. I'm waiting for tomorrow. Today, I'm going to do what I'm called to do. Today, I'm going to step in to what you've asked me today to do, Lord. I'm not caught up. I'm going to eat of your body. I'm going to eat of your blood. I'm going to eat of you, Jesus, because I am an eternal being bought by the blood of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I pray right now, Lord God, you would just ignite us, God. I pray for those downstairs right now in our satellite and in our homes and in this room, Lord God. I pray, Holy Spirit, bring remembrance back to them, oh God. Bring remembrance back to them. I didn't get to it, but it's interesting. In their book, in Malachi, it talks about the book of remembrance. And we talk about it, it's like, oh, we need to remember Remember, oh, stir up. Remember what God's promised you. And the Lord told me this week, he said, some of my people just need to come and sit down and let me read that book over them. Let me read the book of remembrance over them. Let me remind them of what I've promised them. Let me remind them of what I've done already in their lives. Be still and know. That's one of the key. Be still and know what I've done for you, he says. Be still and know. So Lord, we just thank you as we go forth Encouraged and excited, Lord God, because you love your body. You love what you're doing. That when we in, in this new season that we're walking into, fresh perspective, God, right now. Right now, Lord Jesus, we just speak right now. Pr- fresh perspective. I pray, pray for a fire of your spirit to come over our minds right now, over our beings right now. Let heaven come in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I invite the prayer team up here. If you, if you want prayer, just come on up. If you just need an encouragement, just tell them. If you just want to come up and dedicate again, say, Lord, I've do. i I've gone off a bit. I do It doesn't matter. I'm not talking about sin, but I've gone off the path I'm going to. Just come on up and just, or just wherever you are, just say, Lord, I want to stay in that perfect well. If I've gone off, Lord, forgive me, and now I move forward. I'm not going to listen to lies. I'm not going to allow the enemy to beat me up. Because you paid for all that, Lord. So I today step and make a difference. I step into that new subclimate or whatever. Lord, in that new place. In Jesus' name, be blessed. Amen.